welcome back to the off-season edition of the Burning Leaf Podcast. I'm joined by Tom and Thomas. A lot of news here. Uh, lots broke in the past like 36 hours. It's been really good news-wise. But we have to start with what happened last week. The Tampa Bay Lightning back-to-back, back-to-boat champions. Uh, they beat the Montreal Canadiens in five. Andre Vasilevsky won the MVP. And Nikita Kucherov made waves because number one bullshit. Pretty great game five, honestly. I had a lot of fun watching that one. Uh, Tampa showing why they're the best team in the league for the second straight year, doing what they did. Back to back, back to boat. Guys, let's start off, Thomas. Let's start off with you. We both had the Habs. <laughs> That's why you're starting off with me. We had Habs. We had Habs. <laughs> I had Habs in seven. You had Habs in six. Take away from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Unreal win again. Like five games, pretty pretty quick. Felt pretty quick to us at least. But what an unbel- unbelievable team that was. Vashlevsky and the Smith. I don't know who you guys probably picked. I think in the when we went to the Stanley Cup Finals, we picked a few guys. I had. But I remember, I think I had Vash. I think yeah. it was the same with you, and then Thomas Kucherov. Or Kucherov, I had sorry. Kucherov, and I still think he should have won that. Mm-hmm. Like Vasilevsky was god mode and very good, but Kucherov broke records that only Gretzky has had. Yeah, like what was it? Ten more points than his next closest teammate? Come on, man. Yeah, something like so that. wild. Come on. But like when you end a series off on another shutout back to back years, it's pretty special to do. And you know, Vasilevsky got that con Smythe very deserving. I guess they kind of gave him maybe that because he didn't win the Vesna because Mark Andre Fleury won that with the better storyline, right? So yeah, maybe they give it to him. Remember the game before? I think it was game four, and the Friedman was on the panel and he was like, "I got to submit yes. my ballot in like ten minutes. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be Kucherov." And I wonder how much Vasilevsky having that shutout in the final game for what is it? It's four straight series. Something like that. I think yeah, it's something it was, like that. Yeah. It was four. It was nope. four, three or four. Maybe uh, five. Five, because Dallas. Yes, you're right. Um, I wonder how much that sealed it. It had to have. It had oh, to have been sure. Kucherov's until he got that shutout. Like if if Tampa Bay wins two one and Kucherov has a goal and an assist or something, it's Kucherov's. But I also want to touch on something that was said by John Cooper during one of the interviews, and I know I think Russo said this in the chat, but. Uh, one of our group chats, but he was saying how the te- this team is not going to be together at the beginning of next year, probably. And that's something that's said, not very said much often in an interview, especially when you win the Stanley Cup. You're he usually even like, said it. I know. He was like, we don't. We he's like, it's something we don't talk about. But right, he's like, we knew we weren't we aren't going to be together next year, and they aren't going to be. Right, there was a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. They are currently guys. three million dollars over the cap, <laughs> and still have. A whole line and more to sign. <laughs> yeah, it's that's gonna be like yeah. So I'm, I have their cap friendly pulled up. So they got uh, Jamal Smith UFA. He probably walks. Barkley Goodrow's UFA. He's probably gonna walk. Coleman's UFA. He's gonna walk. Ross Colton. He's RFA. I don't even know if they're gonna have the cap space to sign him. He he reminds me so much of Carter Verhage in the sense oh, of like yeah. he was more of like a depth guy and. They're pro. They, they can't. They, they can't give them a million bucks. They got other things that they got to figure out. I don't know if they can give Carter, uh, not Carter Ray, Ross Colton a million bucks, and that's a guy they might not even be able to qualify. He might just walk the UFA, and I feel like he's gonna be a uh, what's his face. He's gonna be a Verhage, Savard's UFA, Shen's UFA, and Calfoot's RFA, and they need to sign a backup goalie because Chris Gibson is a UFA. I don't really know if he played, and Curtis McElhenney's UFA, and then. Yeah, so I don't know. It's they, they got a lot of work to do. Julian Brisebois has got his hands full here. But when you win two cups, I think they'll be okay with a little bit of cap issues considering, you know, you go back-to-back. Pretty pretty unreal stuff from that team. Like Alex Kalorn was playing with a broken fibula. and like Or no, he didn't like, play. Sorry. He got surgery and he was going to play. Like, he wanted to. And, and oh, the lightning and I, injuries and i know like we talked yeah. and i was like the habs came out of this fairly unscathed and you guys were like oh the hands and whatever and like hey, the habs make, injury was like four yeah weber too but like uh mcdonough coleman, had a broken hand yeah coleman McDonough had a broken hand coleman had something victor uh, had been played with a torn meniscus yeah and he needs um, surgery like barkley goudreau had a, had a broken hand 
and this dude, <laughs> like, to the Lightning's <laughs> credit, and to how much they were just going to win, right, that determination, that dude stood willingly in front of a Shea Weber slap shot. Dude, he got just, an extra two million bucks on his next contract with those two blocks to. at the end. Yeah, it was just, the it was the Weber bomb that he blocked. There's a million bucks right there in your next deal, and then there was that one on Petrie in the last like ten seconds. There was another million bucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> who's gonna just, give him? That? Who, who's giving Mark? Who's giving Barkley Goudreau four million this summer? Yeah, Ken Holland. Yeah, and like um, Breezeblatt today, he was talking about the Kalorn thing and just kind of shed a tear of like that's just. That's just who this team was. Just how determined they were to win for each other. And yeah, like you said, they're not going to be together next year. Nope. They very much could win. They very much could still win. But it's going to take a lot to do that again. Um, and man, they're just... Team's still nasty, though. Yeah. Oh, they've got to be one of the best teams we've ever seen in the cap era, right? I think right? for 100%. I don't care that they were... Whatever, how much over? That's the best built team we've seen. Just top we talk about bottom. we talk about teams being deep, like the, the Avalanche were a deep team. I don't think anyone was, eh, maybe the Avalanche, but maybe that's it. I don't know if there was anyone deeper than the than the Lightning, considering their third line, which we call their third line, which they were really deployed as a second line of Goudreau, Coleman, and uh, Gord. The line matching you know, second line that's actually a third line, but could also be a fourth line. <laughs> it's, eh, better than a fourth line. A lot better oh, than a fourth line. Way more skill. It's just that team, and you said like depth, right? And Colorado has depth. Like one through 12 on the forward group, one through seven or eight on the back end. Um, Tampa Bay has just as much depth as anybody else. They had the most, without a doubt, mm-hmm. and just that mental toughness. Yeah, and the that, best goalie in the world. Wow. Yeah, oh yeah, and the best goalie. And the best goalie in the world. Yeah, like oh, yeah. Montreal got here on, off the best goalie in the world. Oh, now they face the better goalie in the world. It was yeah, he was great. Vasilevsky was Hall of Fame career in the making. Yeah, if he isn't oh, already, it's already cemented. Absolutely. Remember a few years ago we were talking about him being overrated, or people were oh, calling him overrated. Who was talking about that? I don't know who was who talking. Was about that. Who was saying there that? Who was saying? We we have a friend nope. that we we have a friend, me and Tom, that uh, uh yes, fairly believes Connor uh, Connor Hellebuck is much better than Andre Vasilevsky, which Connor Hellebuck's amazing. He's probably number two, but we we had a long conversation that you know he said that Andre Vasilevsky is overrated because <laughs> of the team he plays on. But anyway, that's a Jets fan for you. They're not very bright. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Just not the brightest people in the world. I think that Mark Scheife clean that hit was clean, and yet yeah, no, no. Hey, um, none of us Canadian teams fans are. Well, none of too. us are very bright. And I know Thomas is trying to. No, I just want to say something. Like the, another, Go if we're it. going off the topic of Tampa and moving on to another one, just one more thing. Fat Pat, man, three Pete, Fat Hall Pat. of Famer, man. Yeah. Bring it. Wait, yeah, he's still signed through, right? You might as well just Fat Pat league league minimum. I think he might be signed for another year, but I don't know. Well, Russo obviously didn't mention the UFA, Pat Maroon. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. I guess he has one more year. And I think it is like a million or 900K. Yeah, because he just went to Tampa and was like, I won my yeah. cup in St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I'm going to go retire in Tampa. Oh, shit. We won <laughs> two cups. <laughs> and then, oh, they carried the the broken cup. He was the one to carry it. Yeah, the busted cup there. That and then ironically the cup is currently in Montreal. <laughs> I just I love that. Crazy. I love that. Congrats, Montreal. You were the Cinderella run. You lucked into it for two weeks. And then it didn't happen. Yeah, they they gave it a good run, but gave it a good run. Obviously they didn't win. And Carey Price, man, you gotta you gotta have a better first three games than that. But shall we move on? Yeah, move on. Shall What's we move the next on? news? Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. We got... So, first of all, um, man, because of the time after the cup parade to the point where people have to... Or teams have to put in their expansion lists. I think that's Friday night, correct? So, that means... 
you can't really do anything on Monday for the most part. Uh, that means you only have five days to kind of formulate everything and figure stuff out. Uh, St. Louis. St. Louis decided to drop some bombs in the middle of the final game. Was it, That was that night, right? Middle. Like yeah. second period of, I want to say it was game four. No, it was the final. I think it was game five. Was it oh, game five? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was like in the middle of game five. I remember I was sitting there watching it. But sorry, just before we talk about Tarzanko real quick, um, shout out Montreal. I, I don't know if you guys, I, I cut out for there for a minute there. Shout out the Habs. Yeah, no, we. Congrats, your luck was over. It yeah. it was fun for oh, two well. weeks. Oh well. Anyway, Tarasenko. Yeah, um, Bruso, I feel like you might want to jump on this just a little bit. I think, Tarasenko? I think there's a little bit of that connection there, is there not, with the Flames? That's not happening. It's not happening, If you, right? if you think <laughs> the Flames are going to trade Matthew Kachuk for 20, 30-year-old, well, how old is Tarasenko? Oh, 29? How old is he? He's No, he's old. older. He's in his 30s. Is he not? Is he not in his 30s? He Hold is. On. I'm going to check real quick. Vladimir Tarasenko. Oh, he's 29. Okay, yeah. No. If you think... If you think the Flames are trading 23-year-old or 24-year-old, however old Matthew Kajag is, for injured Vlad Tarasenko, who's played like 30 games in the past two years, something like that, he played 10 games in 1920, and he played 24 this past year, and then four in the playoffs. He's played a combined 8-8-34. He's played 30-42 games. In the past two seasons, it's not happening, guys. Stop this! Stop this! Not happening. Um, but if you're a team trading for Tarasenko, you better hope to God he's healthy. At, At least how much? Like it shouldn't be much. Shouldn't be much. No, like, <laughs> like how, said, how much can you assure um, oh. everybody in both organizations that he's healthy? How many times? They, what was it? How many times do they miss going into a shoulder? To fix Three. something and then fixed the wrong thing? Three times, I think. Because I like, remember during the bubble last year, he played. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, he's having surgery again. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what? It's like, okay. <laughs> and man, you need your shoulder to shoot. And he is an elite shooter. Or at least hey, was. Like, hey, let's not like get this wrong here. When Vlad Tarasenko is healthy, he's a hell of a player. Perennial oh, thirty-five goal scorer, a monster. Yeah, like you know, he's a he's a fantastic hockey player when he's healthy. The problem is he's got two more years at seven and a half in a flat cap world where he's not healthy. That's the problem. And right. if you're a team trading for him, you better hope he's healthy. Okay, you so better hope he's healthy. Do you guys have a guess on where he's going? Yeah. I'm going to put this out there. There's a report that the, the Avs might not be able to sign Landis Gog. Imagine. I think that's the fit. It could be. If he's healthy, it could it, be. Oh, Landis McKinnon. Oh, Terrence ain't going ranting in on one line. Oh. 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 I would love to know what the package <laughs> no. might be, though. I, I can't assume it's going to be much. As Kadri and Tyler Bozak reunite on the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, could be. No, but also I, I wrote an article for the breakdown, and I had five destinations where he could go. The number one was Washington, just because all the Russian players seem to gang up there for some reason, ride the slopes for an odd reason. And I don't know if you know what riding the slopes means, but I guess you can know what uh, snow, flakes, no. Nope. Ah. <laughs> so there you go. And then I had the Rangers at two. The Rangers is a weird one, because if they kind of swing out of the deal on Jack Eichel, they need some goal scoring besides just Artemi Panarin. And then there's that Russian connection between Panarin, Shosturkin, Buchnevich. you got all those guys there. So I have those two at, at, at top two for me right now. But obviously another team can swing in there. I have Montreal at five for Tarasenko. Perfect guy. So yeah, we'll see what happens. The only thing, they're going to have to move out. They're going to have to move out some caps, some cap to do it. Right. Because the Habs are going, eh, actually, they got 14 million in cap space this summer, but they got a lot of U.S. They're in overage for next year, too. 
Yes, because of the whole shenanigans. Because of the bonuses, which is yeah, sure. Yeah, we made well, the final. Uh, I was going to say, Tom, speaking of the Habs. No, Tom, Tom didn't say anything. Oh, I thought he said Colorado. I legitimately don't know. No, it's I tough. could see like a team like Florida. Yeah, for some reason, oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, like that would be pretty good together. Uh, Again, if he's healthy. Ironically, I could see there is a fit for Calgary. I they do not do that, but there Aww. is something there. Um, one of the Kachucks will play for the Blues one day, and it's probably not going to be Brady. <laughs> Just going to throw yeah, that we'll out make there. That storyline right now. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there, uh, man. And when they trade him. You said Landeskog. I think that's a good fit in St. Louis, too. They both play kind of the way Blues hockey is played. <laughs> Just I think maybe Landeskog a little more. Oh, but yeah, Landeskog a little bit more, but Tarasenko is... And he's such a monster, and hopefully he can get back. It's more fun in the league. He's, he's such good. a good player. Again, when healthy, the guy's fantastic. Yeah. Guy can go, and like his shot is... You know, I don't know when healthy, if anyone can shoot the puck as good as he is. I mean, there's a lot of guys, but his release is pretty stupid. We'll see. I mean, that's a it's a that's a really interesting one this summer. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's super Underrated. super interesting. Um, but I guess moving on to another guy that we're talking about trying to resign, and uh, Elliot Friedman reported, I believe it was last week, that the Flames and Johnny Gaudreau have started contract negotiations. Uh, I was getting a little worried because we haven't heard really anything about it up until last week. And now we're starting to hear a little more. There was a little bit of a bomb yesterday dropped by Friedman, and we'll get into that a little after. But negotiations have started. Something needs to get done by July 28th. Because if not, Gaudreau's no no trade, no trade kicks in where he can only pick where he can basically pick five teams. He has a five-team list of where he can go. That's and then, a very small list. Yes, and then he will begin to hold all the cards. So they either have to they either have to have a deal in place for July twenty eighth. So as soon as midnight hits, he can sign the deal, or they have to move him before, preferably at the draft. Um, this is where I stand. Mm-hmm. It's getting done. I think it's getting done, and I think by July twenty eighth. Whatever how long the deal is, it's going to be announced. It's getting done. Yeah, surprisingly, I think, I think it's going to get there. Surprisingly, I think there's he's staying. He's going to stay. And you know what? It's it's been such a crappy two years. Honestly, hearing you know douchebag Eric Francis talk about it and what Friedman said yesterday, I'll quote the exact quote because it got a lot of it got a lot of um, buzz. Basically, Friedman said on 960 regarding the Johnny Gaudreau and his awareness of people claiming that he doesn't want to stay in Calgary. This is what Friedman said. It's known that it bothers him and that there are people who push the narrative of him not, not wanting to be there. It really bugs him, actually. Do we know who that person is? I wonder who. Yeah. So I, I, I said it. I, uh, I was talking to a couple friends, and I was saying, you know what? I hope they give him eight years I don't even care what the dollar amount is. I just hope he gets the term. And just to say, Eric, guess what? He signed. He does want to be here. And I believe it. I believe he wants to be there. Um, We'll see if it gets done. I think it will. Um, Like I said, he's one of the last guys I'd trade. And if he's got a year left, if you can sign him, sign him. Do it. You're not rebuilding under Sutter. We've talked about this before. They're not rebuilding until he's gone. And they got another two years. So we'll see. I'm happy with it. I think if they can get it done, they'll get it done. And keep Johnny Gajol flame for life. Come, yep. And you already, you already screwed up. You screwed up Iggy so bad when you traded him. It, it You screwed it up royally brutal. Like, it was royally bad. If you can get Gajol to stay, get him to stay. And hopefully in two weeks we can talk about a <laughs> yeah, Gajol. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to get done. Like I said, I I don't. And if it doesn't and they have to move them, it is what it is. Yeah. More to talk about. More in this wacky offseason. Yeah. 
Um, another, I guess, in contract talks, just a minor one. The Leafs signed Travis Dermott, two years, $1.5 million uh, per year. Um, the, weird one to me. Really weird. Seems like a lot for Travis Dermott. It is, right? Uh, he, he was but making it, a league min last year, and he didn't play up to got, being a league min player. And he played less, scored less. Got scratched. Less, and got, got scratched. Why did he get more? I don't know. Because Kyle Dubas. It's, he loves handing out money. Keep my players happy. He honestly, loves hanging yeah. on to his Marley guys, man. Loves also it. the Marley guys. There is uh, the Kyle Dubas guy thing is real. But also it's a guy you... who can maybe still go on expansion. Right? Probably. And that's Kerfoot. That's the yeah. other thing. And or if you get funky with this, um hey, what about Justin Hall? Who would you rather leave exposed? I think I'd you can protect Kerfoot if you really want. You'd have to leave Hall exposed. Can Dermot how do you do that? How do you, how do you do that though? What do you mean? Are you talking if they go four four and one or seven three and one? Seven three and one. Well, how would they? Well, then who are you not leaving? Who are you leaving exposed on D then if they protect Dermot? No, I'm saying that if I'm Seattle, I take Hall instead. Oh, because there'll be those two. Okay, makes sense. Right. Makes sense. I was about to say. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, who, I'm like, you're leaving Brody or Muzzin or Riley? <laughs> no, 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 no. no okay, those three yeah. are solid for sure. You can go for. Uh, you can go eight skaters if you really want Hall protected, or Dermot, okay. or Dermot. And you know what? I'm not going to sit here and argue too much about 1.5 million dollars, even right. though there isn't 1.5 million dollars to go around. <sighs> Are we talking but, about money right now? We're talking but, about money, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Might as well. Yeah. I just yeah. think like. The, the Leafs are is someone's going to get taken, and that makes a decent amount. Whether it's going to be Kerfoot at three and a half, Hall at two, or Dermot at one and a half, money's coming off either way. Unless they go, unless Seattle goes completely off the rails and they take like I don't know, like some yeah, exactly. Like, either and even that's one point two. If they take Angwall, I'm like sick. We got out of this pretty unscathed. Because like, yeah, I will be if they take Hall. I'll be. All right, whatever. Um, congrats. Move on. You're almost thirty. If they take Dermot, I'll be kind of sad. You didn't really do much. Whatever. If they take Kerfoot, man, he's young, good. His cap hits a little bit on the expensive side for the Leafs. Ah, I'm not looking depth, forward to this. Then you're kind of your depth kind of it's already not that great, and you're kind of getting shot. We'll see. We'll uh, see. I don't know if you guys knew what I was doing there, but I didn't want to continue talking about the Leafs. I was talking about low-pairing defensemen that are making money, and someone just went on the move to another Canadian organization Ooh. that makes $5.5 million. Oh my God. And his name's Duncan Keith. I love the Oilers, man. I love Edmonton. They're so good. <laughs> Never disappoint. So if you were living on a rock and missed the trade, <laughs> Duncan Keith... Noted Man. 30, 38. Is he 38 now? I think so. He is he 38 or is he 37? Is... He's one of the two. Let me see. Edmonton. Duncan Keith is 37. We'll be 38 um, in three days. Really? <laughs> yeah. We'll be 38 in three days. That's right. Um, at, five, at five and a half million, he's moved to Edmonton for Caleb Jones and a third round pick. There was a prospect. Tim Sorley. that went. It's yeah, a it's, it's AHL a, guy. He it's a contract at a high ceiling. Uh, never panned out, so it's an AHL contract. Yeah, it's basically just here. We need a guy to play. Um, <laughs> guys, guys, guys! <laughs> I love the Oilers. I love Edmonton. Um, they'll never, they'll never disappoint me. If the Oilers never. gave up either one of Caleb Jones or a third round pick, I would have been upset. If they gave up like a sixth, I would have been kind of upset. They gave up both. <laughs> and and salary wasn't second. retained. It also could be a second, by the way. It's not, it's not going to be a second. It's not going to be a second. What's the condition? Because they, they have to really read. Yeah. No, the, the condition they is... They have to go the to the Oilers, finals. They have to go to the finals, and Duncan Keith has to be um, top four in minutes played on Which the, he on will the be. Back. Which he will be, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but they're this team like unless they pull a miracle run of their ass, they're they're not they're not going anywhere. They don't have a goalie. One Canadian start did with it. that. Yeah, well, they also had Carey Price, this team. And they also McDavid. <laughs> the Yeah, but the Oilers don't, don't have a goalie. They have Koskinen. Who they want to get rid of because he makes four, four something. And a half. Four and a half. That was that was Peter Shirelli's last move as GM. <laughs> Could you he, he signed Koskinen and they and they fired him they, two days later? Do you remember that? Yes. I remember that. And then like why do you let him sign that? In the first place, I know if you knew that was going to happen and you were going to fire him because Edmonton and there's something in the water in Edmonton. Like, do you remember that press conference? How do you just go, Peter? Peter, okay, we're firing you, but you are not doing this. Goodbye, but I did it anyway, and then he did it anyway. People are saying, like, oh, it's Peter Shirley still. Peter Shirley's still there. It's just you know, they, they, they're not uh, the ghost of Peter Shirley. He's still there. No, but this deal is hilarious. As a Flame fan, we've done some dumb things. We've done a lot of dumb things. But how much better do we look beside Edmonton? How much worse would we look if Edmonton didn't exist? Dude, everybody looks good compared to Edmonton. Can I... The Senators, who we get to shit on like later, look good against the Oilers. Maybe. But okay, just... Because I, I think Thomas wants to say something on this. Just uh, this is since Ken Holland took over as GM. Let's hear this. <laughs> this is since Ken Holland took over. Oh, this is the one you sent, right? This is the amount. This is what he's traded away. Milan Lucic at at seven hundred fifty thousand dollars retained. John Marino, Caleb Jones, Sam Gagne, Kyle Brodziak, a second, two seconds, two thirds, a fourth. And I want to say it was another fourth or another fifth. Four. That's what they've gotten back. Duncan Keith. Not very good. No. James Neal. James Neal. Healthy scratch. Very bad. Most of the year. Tyler Ennis. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Mike Green. Played two games for you. Andres Athanasiu. Wait, when was Mike Green a Oiler? You don't don't remember this? 1920. In the year 1920, he was. You remember, he was an Oiler for two games, right? Um, oh. Andreas, Andreas Athanasiu, who they clearly didn't like, and they recouped a sixth round pick, but that was for John Marino. So it seems like they like 30 year olds that are on the tail end of their career. <laughs> Ken yeah. Holland has Ken Holland is that guy who he was really good at his job years ago, but the game has passed him. He's Ken a poor man's Lou Lamorello. Yes. Oh, he's all so yes. much worse, but yeah, basically. And Ken Holland has never been good at asset management. No. That's always Dude, been look, a gripe of look him. what look what they look what he left Detroit. Look at the state he left the Red Wings in. Granted, the Red Wings had a spectacular run. Okay, but then what you know the last time they won a round was like in like 2011. It was Yeah, how about us? Thank you. Okay, but like people talk about how like the Red Wings, oh, but they were in the playoffs every year. They lost in the first round every year. Yeah, they, they weren't good enough, and then they were just pissing away assets year after yeah, year. Yeah, because at the end year. they just wanted to make the twenty-five year mark, right? Pretty much, and then they did, and then they, you know, then they were like, all right, we're tearing and it down. Everybody just left and was like, okay, we're done, bye guys. And then they, and then <laughs> they lost. Marshall, all you're going to be coach, assistant GM, and like our seventh defenseman. <laughs> and then they and then they lost out on the Stamco sweepstakes, and then they blew their load on Franz Nielsen. And Franz. then to get out, and then to get out of the Dotsu contract, they traded down two spots and lost out on Jacob Chikrin. If yes. you remember that, yep. yes. This has been Ken Holland's thing, and yeah, he, he's and never like, been good at asset management. No, and, terrible. And here's the problem: now you're sitting here with Connor McDavid, and did you did you hear what Holland said last night when they asked him? So they they asked him, you know, what made you want to bring in Duncan Keith? Like, what what statistic or what did you look at when you brought when you were bringing in Duncan Keith? Mm-hmm. And he said, "I looked at his record book." Did he realize it ends like six years ago? <sighs> this is the problem. And then apparently another quote came out today saying that he asked Oiler players, "What do you think?" And they said, "Well." He was very hard to play against in the bubble last year. That was a four-game sample size, guys. Four games. 
and you're basing you're going to bring in a guy making five and a half who's 38 he's going to be 38 and is bad okay i have i have more of a gripe against um, less on Duncan Keith for yeah, wanting to bring him in because he's to tough. Keith. No, no, no. This is nothing to do okay. with Keith. No, no, no. Let me finish. I have less of an issue with Euler saying, I want that guy because he was tough to play against. Uh, or sorry, it's less of an issue that Duncan Keith is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of an issue if you found him hard to play against. <laughs> if you found him <laughs> hard to play against, you must what about Ryan McDonough? Victor Hedman, Weber, Sherratt, like all these guys, all these but guys. Go to Duncan Colorado. Keith. Good luck against McCuller and, and Gerard and Taves. Um, it's soon to be Bowen like, Byram. <laughs> hell, Scott Mayfield is hard to play against. Ask Nikita Adam Pellick. Adam, Adam like, Pellick. There Adam are Pellick. guys that are not Duncan Keith that are younger and better. <laughs> That are harder to play against. This is hilarious. I love this. If your bar is Duncan Keith for being hard to play against, I think you have more of an issue with your work ethic and ability to play in those big moments. (laughs) And we saw it in the bubble last year, right? We saw it this year. Tell me Neil Pionk is hard to play against. Guys, look me in the eyes and tell me Neil Pionk is a pain in the ass. He's not. He's not. They, they, they were probably asking him to bring in Derek Forbert after that, too. Yeah, like, cool. But I, I want to touch on this trade. Like, what is your guy's issue about the trade? Is it Duncan Keith? Is it the salary cap he brings or the assets they gave up? Like, which it's one? Not about, you rank not all about, three of them. What's the, what's the one, two, three for you? This yeah. is not Duncan Keith's fault. Whatever. It's it, Edmonton was his first choice. Mm-hmm. That's what came out. This isn't on Duncan Keith. It's the problem is that Chicago should have had to pay someone to take Duncan Keith off their hands. And I said this when we last spoke is that I remember I was talking about the Flames. If it's the Flames, I was saying you better get a third team involved to take some of the money and right. you better be giving me like someone like Philip Kurashev right. to take this guy off your hands. Edmonton, apparently the deal was too high. For um, or no, 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 for them to take for Chicago to retain, the, there was they wanted another asset. Which, Walk away. Which Walk away. Why? If are you I am Chicago, this? if I'm Chicago, I don't care that much if I have to retain. It's right. two years and I'm bad. Right. I don't care. I'm not and using I, that cap space anyway. We make so much money. Yeah, exactly. They're probably going to have to pay it a lot in a lawsuit, but um, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, if I'm at Edmonton, I pay because I don't have cap space. Right. They finally have a little bit this year. They have. They're they have down a, to eleven million. They have eleven million left, and they don't have a goalie, and they need to fill out. Um, and their forwards. How many are forwards bad. is there? Twelve forwards. They need to fill out ten forward spots. Yeah, because right now it's basically McDavid drives out of Nuge. And then, oh, and Pugliarvi, and that's really it. Like, like they're basically betting nothing. Yeah, they're basically it's... betting that Ryan McLeod is a top six next year. Kyler Yamamoto, they're probably hoping bounces back. Like, if they qualify Cahoon, they're hoping he becomes a top six again. Like, they need a goalie. They they probably are still going to sign Larson. I imagine they might. And he's going to make probably exactly what he made. And you need a goalie. Yeah. And your forward group is still bad. Your forward group is still terrible. Because it's still and none of the points. goalies out there that Edmonton would want to bring in are going to be cheap. Oh, they're signing. All Freddy. of them are going to be in the. If they don't get. Smith, oh, they're if, fully. If Smith doesn't. If Smith doesn't come back, they're signing Freddie. It's oh, I wouldn't want Smith Bill back is. anyway. If I'm Edmonton, oh, um, Freddie Anderson and Zach Hyman look real good right now. Oh my God! I forgot they're going to sign Hyman. They're going to sign Hyman. I forgot about that. Yep, they're giving him six mil because of the Oilers. And it sucks because as much as I hate the Oilers mm-hmm. and as much as I want to see them lose every year, I feel bad for Connor. And we've talked about this before. This is the best player on the planet. And like, this is what you're doing. Did they at no point, and you said that they talked to everybody before. Did oh, I don't know Ken Holland not, well, most of them. Did if Ken Holland not sit down with Connor McDavid and go, hey, this is I what know. I'm giving up? 
like, giving up a young defenseman <laughs> for Duncan Keith. And like Caleb Jones probably won't end up being much. He's all right. He's serviceable. He'll be, he's an he'll be an he's NHL five. Yeah, he's a perfectly the third round pick is Magic Beans, and Magic Beans this year are very valuable. Um, man, this. Oh wait, the third would be for next year. Right, I think it is. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> there's just yeah. To so answer your question, the, yeah, Thomas. Um, what makes me mad about this trade? Mm-hmm. So One, much. they paid, mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily have assets to pay. Correct. They have to restock the cupboard in a big way. Exactly. They don't have the assets to restock, and they have to, because there isn't much there. Sorry, Um, my bad. The other one is, um, they had Chicago pinned. They were the only team to make a deal with. The only one. Mm -hmm. Calgary wasn't doing it. Winnipeg wasn't doing it. Seattle, Vancouver weren't. Western Canada, one team. Edmonton. Keith said... Keith said Edmonton was his first choice. Exactly. They went to one team and somehow got caught in a bidding war against themselves. (laughs) (laughs) I love the Oilers, man. I love (laughs) Yeah, so clearly money is the issue for both of you. And it's the issue for me. Because if you're telling your team we need a leadership thing, we need a leadership guy in our locker room, you don't get a $5.5 million washed up Duncan Keith for You leadership. can sign Corey Perry for seven hundred fifty thousand. Correct. Correct. Or in what would it be for now? In about 24 months, mm-hmm. 22, season will be pushed back. Uh, in about 22 months, the Oilers are going to have another assistant coach. His name's Duncan Keith. <laughs> Imagine. And the other issue I have what with this trade is, I don't, I, I don't necessarily know if they have a defenseman coming up as good as Duncan Keith right now. I know they have Broberg and Evan Bouchard. Uh, Bouchard's gonna be good. But I don't know it's Broberg. it's pushing Broberg's them back now. It's pushing them back just one step now. Yeah. Well, fuck, they did it last year. They like, Bouchard sat the whole year. Like, he didn't yeah, play. It, it's crazy what they're doing there. It's and like well, watch I mean, Duncan Keith turn out to be phenomenal. Given given Barry and Barry and Larson might walk, but and then Bouchard's definitely gonna have a spot. But if they bring back, say Larson, there still should be a spot for Bouchard. But Dave Tippett's kind of hmm, he's kind of crazy. Thomas, to your yeah. point, what did TJ Brody do this year very well? Play defense. Play defense. Okay, seriously, what did TJ Brody do very well? He got the puck. And he did a six-foot pass to Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid scored. Oh, you mean Tyson Berry? You remember talking about Tyson Berry? Who did I say? You, you said, said TJ Brody. Brody. Oh, that's why. That's why we both said play defense. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tyson Berry. Yeah, Tyson basically... Berry. Yeah. Um, sorry, nightmares. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just Connor McDavid, right? Mm-hmm. You can get that defense core a lot of points. Yep. What does Duncan Keith do? He plays a lot of minutes. Not very good ones, but he plays a lot of minutes. The problem is he's smart enough to just get the puck to Connor McDavid. Yeah, but points. But that's not the point. He can't defend. You think the Oilers care at this point? Really? They should. Considering what happened, Mason Barry can't defend. Look how many points he got. He got the most. Yeah, but but considering what happened against Winnipeg, I would hope they'd bring in a couple guys. Would be like, we got to shut it down, guys. Have a full (laughs) lead with minutes left. Shut it down. And that's what intangibles do. Duncan Keith has intangibles to win playoff series or something. He's uh, and that's why he's he's going to be an an assistant coach in two years. He's definitely getting an A, isn't he? Might as well just give him the C. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's, it's not bad. Just that he's getting an A or I think leadership guys. Like it's not bad. He's Duncan Keith, man. Like, oh, that's fine. The trade is just bad. No, I know. Yeah, I don't agree with that. <laughs> and like what everybody else just gave up for cap space and exactly the time that we're kind of in now. Yep. Nobody paid. Nobody paid. You know what's yep. really funny though. The Oilers gave up assets for a guy who's very who's very much not good, considering who just got bought out today, and right. who's going to have wait, and who's going to have a before million we suitors, move on to this uh-huh, a million a million suitors. For before suitors. we move on to this, I have one final thing to say, and then mm-hmm. we can jump right into it. The Beaverton, 
I like the Beaver Tim. It's funny. They had a good tweet today. Oilers fans, their pain is the only thing capable of making Leafs fans happy anymore. <laughs> anyway, Zach Parise and Ryan Suter. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, when that news broke today. That's massive. Jesus Christ. So Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, they both signed matching $98 million deals back in July of 2012. Um, they were both hailed as the saviors in Minnesota. Uh, the problem was they both got what? It was seven point something. Seven yeah. point something that they both got. Um, and it basically put Minnesota into a place of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. where they were never bad enough to get a top pick, but they were never good enough to push past the first round mm-hmm. or the second round. They got they got to the second round that once I against Colorado. That was cool. Yep. No, that was the first round. Um, yep. No, they beat Colorado. That's what I'm sorry. I'm saying they beat Colorado and then right. they lost to Chicago. Um, they both got bought out today, which is kind of funny that they were signed on the same day and then bought out on the same day. Um, it's poetic. <laughs> It it's kind of is. So they both have four year. They both had four years left on their remaining deals, um, and basically the buyout is they're going to save about ten million dollars this upcoming season. The problem is through twenty two year the twenty 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 two to twenty twenty five. Yeah, they're on the hook for about fifteen million dollars of dead cap space. Yes. And when you're clearly going to be in a, you know, we got to try and at least win now. Oh, they still got to sign Kaprizov, who they're having a lot of trouble getting signed. Kevin Fiala still needs to get signed. Um, I, Parise makes sense. I don't know about you guys. Parise makes sense. Yeah. Shooter. yeah. Parise, you tried to move on from him. You tried to even get Andrew Latt back. Uh, we've that been, makes sense. We've, we know there was locker room issues with him. Apparently, he was just a dick. Yeah. And that's why he was getting scratched. And Ryan Suter um, sure. should Good. not have been. And from oh. Andy Strickland, uh, he was completely blindsided by the news. And he yeah. was not expecting this at all. I think and it's because they both had no move clauses. And they didn't want to protect either of them in the expansion. Right. Because... If you're talking about the back end of the wild, it's going to be Spurgeon. It's going to be Jonas Brodin, most likely. And again, for the second straight expansion draft, they've had to give up something to protect Matt Dumba. If you remember, it was Alex Tuck and Eric Howla last time. <sighs> it, I get it, but Suter, like, he, you don't think he would have waived? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't. That's a contract Seattle would have taken. No, no. Unless, unless they, unless they approach Suter and asked, and he said no, then okay, makes sense, right? Because I don't know how many assets they would have wanted to give up for them that, for them to say we don't want you taking Matt Dumba because they already went down that road two years ago, or four years ago with uh, with Tuck, mm-hmm. and how good would Alex Tuck be looking right now playing with Kirill Kaprizov? He looked pretty good. Um, I don't know, man. That's yeah. I get it. And Ryan Suter is gonna have a lot of suitors. He will. That's yeah, a good sign. That's a good pun right good. there. It is good. But eh? like, so like they made seven five or seven whatever. What the hell are they getting now? Like each individual player's contracts. Yeah. Um, Parise gets league minimum goes with Lou Lamorello finishes his career. Um, if I'm honest, I think Suter is in the four million dollar range. I was gonna say three to four, yeah. I'm in that like Still a good player. He's gonna want not like a one year contract. Like Parise is forever gonna follow the Corey Perry, Jason Spezza, Joe Thornton, um, traveling league minimums. Right. Ryan Suter legitimately could fetch four ish for probably two or three years, depending on your team. Right. He's going to want some kind of term. I think the team's going to have no issue giving him some kind of term. I mean, he's 36. That's the only problem. He's 36, but you could... Duncan Keith still has two years. Yeah, well... Not not the same. uh, You're not signing that now, but... uh, 
I honestly think like two years. Ryan Suter, two years in the $4 million range. You know, it's going to be really funny. When Zach Parise signs a league min deal with Tampa Bay and he scores 30 goals. Oh, my God. You know what's going to happen, right? Hey, what I, I, would, I would definitely take Zach Parise on my team for like a million bucks. Yeah. Yeah, he's except he's fully like, just – he's going to the Islanders. Oh, wow. They wanted him. At, are we forgetting, uh, like, Lou wanted no, him the $7 million? Yeah, I remember mark? that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean – if he wants to go win a cup, I don't know if New York would be your place. Are you, the Are you kidding me? Okay, the but like, is Zach Parise the piece that takes them over to the top? I, I think so. Tampa Bay's cap space is the piece that takes the Islanders over the top. <laughs> Tampa Bay, but, but given the, the Islanders only have like five mil and they still want to sign Pellick and Bovillier. Oh, the Islanders are going to take a step back. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't like they, but any type of step back that they take doesn't hurt them as much as it should. They're the Islanders. Yeah. That's how they play. Uh, without Tampa, they fully could make it to the final and win. They fully could. Yeah, man, they got beat one nothing in Game Seven. Man, yeah. it's just it's funny because like. I don't know. That's pretty, it's it's wild. Like I think Parise will get he'll sign somewhere. They'll put him in the middle six. He yeah, won't be Anders. forced to. You know what people are saying? New Jersey. How funny That'd would be, be if he funny, landed back man. in New Jersey? How funny would it be if Suter and Parise landed back in New Jersey, or Parise back in New Jersey, uh, Suter in New Jersey? I could fully see Parise. Maybe. maybe. Parise would make sense in New Jersey. It's a guy like you can insulate there in the like the middle six. You know, he, he, um, Parise's yeah. still a decent enough player. He just got like his shooting percentage was in the trash this year. Yeah, but if there's all the locker room issues that you say there is, there's only a few GMs that'll handle that well. Ah, you but don't, we don't. We don't. You don't want know. that. Yeah, but you don't want that in New Jersey with your young core and everybody's under twenty two. <laughs> um. No, it's it's. Gonna I don't be think he'll Lou be. Lamarello. I don't think he'd be that much of an issue because he'd be playing every night. Who, are they, who would he be scratched for in New Jersey? Good. And if it's a place he wants to go, eh, you want to make yeah, that work. I, I think that was huge today. Yeah, that was massive, <laughs> and I can't believe it happened both it's, of them on the same day. Ever since Monday morning, there's been bomb after bomb after bomb. Uh, there could be one tonight. Uh, wouldn't could, surprise yeah. me. Yeah, there could be one right now. Oh, well, actually, there was. Uh, just real quick. Oh, uh, so is it Seth Jones? No, the Predators. Oh, Duchesne. Duch- or won't uh, protect Duchesne. Or and Friedman. And just real quick before we, because I know there's a few more things we still want to hit on. And wait, after that, we can move right into the Predators. Oh, we got yeah. a little thing on them. Yeah, uh, just real, real quick. Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick suspect that Seth Jones, because there's this whole thing now, because Caleb Jones is in Chicago, yes. that if the Blackhawks want Seth Jones, it starts with Kirby Doc, involves a combination of Mitchell, a pick, and either and either of DeBrincat or Boquist. So just and then uh, who was it? I think it was Pete, uh, was it Pete Blackburn? Someone said, "Wow, I didn't know Seth Jones was twenty three year old Nick Lidstrom." <laughs> That's <laughs> if you're Chicago, you go, "I'm good," <laughs> and you just walk away. Don't be Ken Holland and stay on the phone. Yeah, take your take your wins at Duncan Keith. Yeah, th- do what you like. Stan Bowman, like, you might suck at your job or whatever, but just don't don't do it. Don't do it. Actually, for Chicago, it'd be pretty funny because you know you kind of want to see Chicago burn sometimes. That would be kind of funny. Be fun. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, the Predators, Pecorine. Um, he's called it a career after 15 uh, years with the Predators. Pecorine, he'll be forever too good right now. Jokes aside, no, he had an incredible career. It's too bad he couldn't um, get his cup in 2017 with the Preds. Um, 
incredible, incredible career, though. Scored a goal last year. That was pretty cool. Um, my question to you guys, is Pecorine a Hall of Famer? Yes. I'll say on the fringe right now because like we seem to toss a word, uh, toss around that word a lot recently with all the goalies being and all the players actually hitting milestones as well. There's just like you see players from 20 years ago that we want in the Hall of Fame now and they're still not in it. So I don't know if Pecorine will be the first guy we're going to knock on the door and say he's going to go in. Right. But I agree. on the fringe for sure, like finished guy has like I think he's like 19th all time in wins or something maybe. Or am I wrong on that? That's pretty. That's pretty yeah, crazy. That's there. true. He's ridiculously up there in a lot of stats. Um, yeah. For a lot of his career, he was just too good right now. <laughs> uh, damn, you're an eating tree. He really ruined that. He really, thank he you. really thank, thank you for getting that. Cup. Um, but like, for sure, he's getting his number retired, right? Oh, for sure. He was. He's the best. He's probably going to go hang down. the banner. Another one. Another, Another banner. banner for Pecorino. No, he's going to go down as one of the best Finnish goal, goalies to ever play. Yes. And, and you can you can say that between himself, Mika Kiprasov, and Nick Backstrom. They were like the three guys that really began that um, kind of wave of these new Finnish goaltenders coming out of the, uh, the pipelines. Like, he's UC Saros, man. There's a guy yeah. that you mentored, Finnish guy. He's pretty good these days. Yeah, he's going to go down as... One of the best, and like the guy, like he had a decent year this year. He didn't play in the playoffs. He ha- he was not very good last year, but man, the guy won a Vesna back in twenty eighteen. Yeah, man, he that. he was so so good. he was so close to getting his cup, so close. Yeah, yep. it's too bad. Um, and also too, when I was working in Finland, my boss was played beer league with him. Really, really. Um, him and Vesel Toskala, they played <laughs> beer league together, and um, it says he's a hilarious guy behind the scenes. Great guy. Seems like it. Yeah, every, um, everything that we've heard come out about Pecorino has always been good. Won the King yeah. Clancy for a reason this year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and they have these buffets. It's like a daily thing everywhere in the country. It's the same menu. It's ridiculously mm-hmm. wild. Uh, that dude cleans buffets. <laughs> Big guy. What I've been told. That guy is hilarious and will clean out a buffet. Yeah. And like, um, I was going to say about Rene, but like the way I think, because we heard nothing come out of Nashville to him, him being upset regarding like when UC Saros took the net from him. Like he didn't play at all in the bubble last year. He went to the bubble and Saros played every game, given it was only four. Or was it five? Was it five? I don't remember. It was four. did Arizona be in four. four or five? Four. 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 Yeah, and then he didn't play a game in the playoffs this year, and it, it was clearly UC Saros's net. And we didn't hear anything out of Nashville saying that he was upset or this or that. Took it like a good old thirty-eight-year-old guy would. So, uh, for considering this guy, he went where did he? He was drafted. Uh, Eighth round. He was drafted in round eight, back when there was eight rounds. 258th overall, he turned out pretty good. Yep. So um, all the best to Pecorine in retirement. Um, and some news that came out that was just hilariously funny. Ottawa Senators, because you know Canadian teams are just a shit show these days. Um, they have signed Pierre Maguire. Yes, that Pierre Maguire. Um, I want to get the exact thing to what they signed him. So he's the they announced him as the appoint uh, the appointment of Pierre Maguire as senior vice president of player development. So in other words, and I saw this thrown out, he is the future general manager. <laughs> Just it's going to be Pierre and Pierre on the the <laughs> plaque on the door. They don't need to change it from Dorian to Maguire, so it's just nope. gonna be Pierre and Pierre. Yep. Uh, I can't believe this. I can't believe it. Honestly, um, for one, hilarious. I don't know. They finally are doing good things. This is hilarious. Um, two. I'm sorry, Sens fans. And they deserve better. They deserve better. 
Brian five yeah. or six is probably like in a like a friggin' like you know those like big garbage things. Like he's probably sitting in there and just losing his mind. Yeah, and it's they were going in such a right track, and we all know Pierre Maguire. Uh, hey, finally for once he got that job. Right, exactly. After years and years yep. of trying, trying. Um, just I wouldn't even say trying and trying. I would say it's being who he is, calls up his buddy in an NHL front office. Hey, you got a job for me? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll think about it. Let me okay, talk to you. Well, There's a know. reason why they said we'll think about it. <laughs> we'll think about it. And then Pierre reports, I'm in, I'm in the running for this job, guys. And then, sorry, my NBC buddies. I love them too much. And all it took was for his N- the NBC deal to be switched over, ESPN to yeah. not hire him. And yeah, hey, he, he has a job with an NHL team. Hey, at least yeah. he won't be on our TVs anymore. Well, I wonder if Pierre Dorian's not very good in front of the mic. Oh, we know my that. God. Oh, my we know God. that. No. I wonder if <sighs> Pierre he's breaking the guy. all the trades. I Imagine wonder if Pierre. he's the guy. Yeah, so we've uh, we signed uh, Brady Kachuk to ten million over eight years. He's a guy with a long stick from time to time. They're just gonna do every draft. Um, oh, Pierre can McGuire he be the guy just... announcing the picks? Oh my god! Yes. Oh, it'd be so good. You get the whole run up of some guy I know this, his, from his, his, his uncle's mom's brother's dog. Yeah, his uncle just bought a new lawnmower. Fantastic! I'm gonna miss uh, Pierre Maguire on the broadcast. He gave us some good moments, man. He, he, well, I think really my favorite. Do you remember the Dude. the one at the Winter Classic when like the that, just skates I over? I, I don't remember who the girl was on the broadcast. But, like, was that who it was? Yeah. And then you just see Pierre in the background just skating in, <laughs> or the when he's eating the hot dog and the Nashville versus Dallas. Huh? Or, uh, but my favorite one will always be the. Was it Darren Detition? I think it was Darren Detition, yep. where it's like he's standing way too yep. close to him. Yep. He's wearing this oversized suit. He's like, You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. It's like, What? <laughs> How did that get broadcasted out? Oh. You know it what? Was live, was you it know what? At, yeah. least, yeah. at least Pierre Maguire, the stuff he said, at least it was just like, you, you know, he was just trying to be funny, but it just came off as like cringe. Or just it uh, came off really bad. At least he wasn't Darren Pang, who was openly racist on a broadcast. You guys remember that with Subban yeah. and Petrangelo? Well, yeah. At least, well, at least Pierre McGuire. He's had some sexist things. Yes. 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 So. That is true. Yeah, well, we'll uh, see what he does in Ottawa. Those poor kids in Ottawa, man. Keep Tim Stutzla away. He might try to do some weird shit. Oh. But weird shit. He's probably going to say, like, oh, you know, your, uh, your brother in uh, own Germany. <laughs> I know all about him. I know his dog too. Yeah, I know his dog. Was, you know your brother. Cool uh, the parents, pre-draft. The pre-draft. TSN did a thing on Stutzla, um, and a lot of it was about his golf. I wonder how much Pierre just knows about Tim Stutzla's golf game right now. <laughs> probably knows his handicap. Probably knows every club he hits. <laughs> hey, your best club for a reason. Your, none your of best the clubs are seven iron. You should use the, that off the none tee. None of the numbers. No statistics, only the eye test. Well, this is the same guy that said Edmonton's an analytic heavy team, and they just traded for Duncan Keith, so I wonder where his head's at. And then he was also <laughs> the one that said Vegas, Colorado, and Tampa are not. And look who's good when they really are. Uh, this is the definition of – I thought the Sens took a step forward this year in terms of like, you know, the way they played. I thought they were good in the latter half of the year, and this is like – you know, a couple steps forward, but now they're taking a huge step back. Well, see, I don't know how much this is actually going to affect them. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it, Pierre's actually hey, good with player development. It Who might knows? not until he's the GM in two years. Oh, when, and when he's the GM, then they're screwed. Yes. Then they're screwed. He's going to yes. trade for 43-year-old Duncan Keith. As we make a look at this, now we're going to put him on the first line. Anyway, that was just really funny. Um, just before we take off here, guys, I want to ask – what do you like? Obviously, we're already into the offseason. A ton of moves have already happened. A ton of moves are going to happen. We have an expansion draft in a week. It's a week today, right? It's on the 21st, I believe, the expansion draft. Uh, then we have free agency. We have the actual draft next week. When is the, the actual draft is next week? It's the next Friday. Next Ooh. Friday is round one. And okay. then 
round two is on Saturday. Yes, on Saturday. So, um, and then it's obviously a lot really quickly. Yeah, and then free yeah. agency opens on the twenty eighth. We got a lot going on. We still have a lot to see what's going to happen. The expansion draft on its own is going to be wild. Um, what are you guys most excited for as we head into the offseason or while we're in the offseason? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what dumb shit teams do that makes them look smart. We already have one trade. Yeah, we already have one. There might be more. We already There's have two buyouts. <laughs> um, oh, uh, speaking of buyouts, it? just real what? quick. Uh, who Dreger? He said there are a few buyouts that are likely to happen. One might be Ben Bishop. Yeah, it's in Dallas. Yeah, Ooh. that's yeah. It might happen. I don't know. Um, Dumb I forget things who, that make teams look smart. Crap. Who Here are we the go. Other two? There, there were two more. I saw the tweet. Now I'm forgetting it. Whatever. We can move on. You can keep going. I'll try and find it if I can find it. Yeah, Thomas, do you have anything? No, I think the easy answer is the expansion draft for sure because it happens not too many times unless you're Vegas a couple of years ago. But then the next one I think is probably free agency. We have a lot of guys who we've heard nothing from negotiation contract-wise. Yeah, Ovechkin. Yep, we have Ovechkin. We have basically the whole Boston Bruins team, if you guys didn't know. Taylor Hall, Krejci, and Rask are all free agents. So there goes (laughs) those guys maybe. And a bunch more. So we'll see what happens. We've we ha- we're very quiet on the Leafs right now, and it, I mean, it has to do with that team just Ooh. baffled right now. But can I quickly comment on something about that? Go ahead. Yep. Uh, Tyler Pertuzzi for Travis Dermott. And I would. I, I think Detroit just backhands you with a slap and, on the and, head. And, and Steve no. and Steve Eiserman laughs at you and says, "No, you're going to no, give us two there's first. More, there's more there. There's more there, but." You don't. Uh, here's my here's my advice to Kyle Dubas. There is a don't oh, negotiate with Azerman. You're gonna oh, lose. Yeah, you're and gonna know lose. They are. You're we gonna trade for Tyler Bertuzzi, and you're gonna somehow give up Nylander in the process. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know they, how he's gonna do it, but he's gonna they do tried it. Tried to get Bertuzzi with at the deadline, failed. They said um, that they want to circle around uh, some guys that they had last year and failed to get. So a couple of that was like Granlin and Ekholm. Uh, Bertuzzi is one that we know of now, and Steve Eiserman out of uh, Detroit. Um, one of the reporters there, or he was on a news or a radio station and said that he wants to attack a lot of young guys that will be exposed by other teams for the expansion draft. And, that's and smart Travis Dermott was one name that was mentioned. So I wonder how much of a connection there is there. Especially Tyler Bertuzzi has followed everybody else on the Leafs all of a sudden. Yeah, We're back just, at this I, point of the year. Bruce? Um, to me, this is – it's easy. I'm looking forward to the Jack Eichel trade. It's going to be huge. It's going to be massive. It's going to be – We may have an hour dedicated to that. Yeah. Oh, we have to have just a whole show dedicated to just t- uh, Jack Eichel trades. Yeah. Um. It does feel like one that could either happen tomorrow or three months from now. It's that kind of deal. Like they got to figure out his health, where he's going to be. It sucks that Buffalo's in that position because you could you only have one chance at trading this guy, and quite clearly it's now. And he's not at full health. You're not going to get full value for him. And for whatever reason, people I see all on Twitter saying Jack Eichel sucks. <laughs> Mostly Flames fans saying, "Oh, I wouldn't trade Jacob Belche for him." Oh wow. Um. Okay. Yeah, a guy who might max out as a third liner. Even like Connor, they're saying like him and Connor Zary, they should be untouchable to Jack Eichel trade. Okay. Whoa. Sure. Sure. Okay. But anyway, no. The the Eichel trade to me is gonna be the best part because when was the last time we saw a player of his caliber just moved at the age of twenty four or twenty five? When was the last time? Seth I can't. Jones, Johansson, PK. I don't know. Maybe, There's, but not at this. That's level not his caliber. No, not at his level of superstardom. Um, it's that's the most fascinating. That's the most interesting thing because, well, we've had two or three years leading up to this, right? The last three summers, like we we just hear the quotes from Michael. It's like he's clearly not happy. Mm-hmm. And then this year, it's finally going to happen. Um. Yeah, that's 
to me is that the expansion draft is going to be so much fun just because, you know, we'll see stupidity. Like, well, who's going to be the Dale Talon of this year? Who's going to be the yeah. Dale Talon? Uh, I very quickly, yep. the, all the names that you wanted to bring up but couldn't yes. find that Friedman said. Um, was Friedman? I thought it was Trigger. Anyway, yeah, go uh, ahead. D'Angelo and Vertanen yes. will be by yes. candidates as, yes, along with it. Bishop. Yeah, okay. And then Which we all, following we all down through, it's uh, Andrew Cobb if they don't have a deal or if they don't have him signed by the time roster freezes on Friday, they will probably move him. And oh. Alexiak will be a... or And Alexiak was a name that Winnipeg was asking for at the deadline. I think Alexiak's signing. I think that's what I saw. Uh, he's recently in Dallas. I wonder if he does. Well, we'll see. Anyways, that's all. Not, there will be off, more yep. stuff in 15 minutes and then more stuff in an hour. And, we'll <laughs> and then we'll you. miss it all. Miss it that all. Is... We'll see you next week. Jack, Jack Eichel is getting traded in 10 minutes. That's going to happen. Yeah, but anyway, the offseason, it's officially here. It's the yep. most. It's the best time of year in terms of news. But as always, um, thank you for listening. Uh Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Burning Leaf Pod. And as always, we will see you in the next one. Congrats to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning strikes twice.